0: This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best.
1: Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with two great guests. They are podcasters, YouTubers, and pop culture enthusiasts from Star Wars Explained. It's Alex and Molly Damon. Hey.
0: Hi. Hello.
1: Thank you guys so much for coming and doing this. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I've been wanting to for a while. Yeah. We've been uh, crossing paths while we've been doing various Star Wars things together. Yeah. And, like, and we should do Obsessed too. Like, oh, There's too much Star Wars going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> and there still is. There's quite a lot of Star Wars going on right now. <laughs> plenty. Plenty. Uh, so I always try to come up with the list of how to describe my guests, podcasters, YouTubers, pop culture enthusiasts. Is that accurate? Do you reject any of those? <laughs> I like pop culture enthusiasts the most. A, yeah. <laughs> I, I
2: I dislike YouTuber the most. Okay, I was gonna, I
1: should have asked about that ahead of time, but uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> at least this makes an interesting conversation.
0: It's better it, than influencer. Uh, yeah.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not that it's inaccurate. It's just that I, YouTube is such a dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, your channel is one of the bright shining lights of YouTube, where you just provide. Thoughtful information and analysis about Star Wars, uh, and you're not uh, contributing to the dumpster fire. If anything, you're helping put it out a little bit. We hope. Hope so. Yeah. <laughs> That's the goal. Yeah. So what what noun do you use? For being on YouTube, then, if not YouTubers, because I I certainly understand the reticence.
2: Uh, I've described myself as a professional nerd before, or (laughs) professional Star Wars nerd.
0: I I think that's what we put on your business card.
2: Uh, yeah, head nerd at Star Wars Explained. Head nerd at Star Wars Explained. What is your title then?
0: Uh, I don't remember.
1: (laughs) Co-nerd.
2: I don't know.
3: Assistant to.
1: Co-head. Co-head of nerddom. Uh yeah, so so you do a lot of the uh the just the voice of Star Wars Explained, right? For the, the primary videos. But you, you both do a lot on the channel as well, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I, I do all the social media stuff. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever else is out there. Oh, podcaster, I don't know. That's a that's a fairly new thing for us. Okay. I wouldn't say we are podcasters quite yet.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, we're basically just taking audio from our videos and like
1: it's
0: we're cheating a little, yeah,
1: yeah, it's not cheating the their podcast, right? I guess <laughs> are they getting a good uh, response? Good listenership?
0: So far, yeah, yeah, we were ranked on on Apple somewhere. I don't know <laughs> that's I don't I, I just
2: make videos and put them online, and then Molly knows all that stuff. Okay. I, got, I got an else.
0: email about us being ranked and like getting good reviews, and I was like, oh, good. Yeah, that's, that's good. Doing well. That's
1: good. I think <laughs> you can uh, absolutely take the mantle of podcaster. Yes. <laughs> and pop culture enthusiasts for sure. Because obviously, you both know a ton about Star Wars. You uh, play in the Star Wars world a ton. Uh, but we're going to talk today about Battlestar Galactica, which I am super excited about uh, when you brought that up as an obsession. So, for people who have never watched Battlestar Galactica, how would you just define the show? How would you explain it?
0: Space soap opera. Nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I would say it's more
2: science fiction than Star Wars, whereas Star Wars is more fantasy. Yeah. Like Battlestar is much more grounded, except for the the few things you would expect, like we have faster than light travel and all that, <laughs> but like there are no aliens. Uh most of it like the science makes sense, quote unquote, and it's just more about telling really human stories about these characters and uh like all science fiction, kind of drawing parallels between uh, what's going on today or at the mm-hmm. time it was on
1: and what's going on in the show. Yeah, yeah. And how would you describe just the basic summary of the plot?
0: There was an invasion, I guess, of robots. And- Cylons,
1: please.
2: Well, <laughs>
0: and if I were to explain this like, in yeah, the to most someone who basic didn't know. way... So, humans built Cylons. They became aware and they (laughs) took over and attacked, and there was a war. And then everything was cool for a while. And then they attacked again. (laughs) It's kind of a very Terminator setup. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Where, like, uh, the humans made robots, robot slaves. And then they were eventually like, why are we slaves? They, like, rose up. Uh, Yeah, then the war settled down. And then eventually they came back and just nuked all of the planets. So the only humans left are like 50,000 people, and they're all in this fleet, and they're looking for the lost 13th colony known as Earth.
1: Yeah. Nice. Nice. So were you fans of the original Battlestar Galactica from back in the day? Or had you even seen it when the quote-unquote new one came out? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) <laughs> I had heard about
2: it through my dad. He also introduced me to Star Wars uh, and Star Trek and, like, all of those old sci-fi things. Yeah, uh, I He had never shown me Battlestar, but I think I knew of its existence, and then, uh, honestly, The Office is probably when I <laughs> oh, first yeah. really heard about it and, like, Dwight Schrute's obsession with it, which was kind of a turnoff. Like, I think I had to mm-hmm. get over this thing. Oh, Dwight likes it that much? Uh, but eventually i gave it a shot and really really loved it
1: oh like the office had successfully shamed battlestar galactica
2: it's it's just like this one character who is you know kind of rough around the edges and you don't really like him but he is funny and i was just
1: like oh i don't know if i would like (laughs) something that he likes that much but (laughs) uh i haven't watched the office in so long is is he talking about like in the original battlestar galactica Being a nerd about that, or he was being a nerd about the new one. So Mm -hmm. it was contemporary, right? Because it's happening with this. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, So I'm so curious. When your dad presented you, like, here is Star Wars. Here is Star Trek. Also, be aware that Battlestar Galactic (laughs) exists. You don't need to watch it. Was that like a judgment from your father? Uh,
2: I can't remember when Battlestar came up, but he he was, I remember him laughing about it. And that, like, it was this TV show that came out around the same time and it was very cheesy they used a lot of the like the exact same effect shots in every episode which to be fair So does the contemporary
1: Battlestar Galactica, but...
0: And a lot of other sci-fi shows. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's called a budget. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, the original one had so much Star Wars vibes of, like, who's that guy who stole Han Solo's pants? Like, I remember thinking that (laughs) as, like, a little kid. Yeah. Like, this is kind of Star Wars on my TV, but not really at all. I did watch,
2: like, the first half of the first episode uh, when it was on Netflix, and it was I didn't make it very far. (laughs) Right. Nope.
1: (laughs) They're saying Cylons, but this is not what I was (laughs) expecting. Molly, what was your sort of relationship to just science fiction growing up? Did you like it? Were you encouraged or dissuaded from liking it?
0: I wasn't uh, either. Like, I wasn't really encouraged or dissuaded, but I was definitely a tomboy growing up, and I had a lot of dude friends, and they play video games and watch Star Wars. And so I did all those things too. Okay, cool. <laughs> Just to cool. Fit in.
1: <laughs> and, uh, and nobody ever like pushed back? No. Cool, cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it was so weird when Battlestar Galactica came back because it had lived in my mind is kind of the, it's funny because it's not as cool as Star Wars or Star Trek. And In fact, like I think this is 1997. Uh, I wrote a comedy sketch that was about Star Trek where the characters were traveling in time and accidentally changing things. And the joke of that sketch is that they had changed Star Trek the Next Generation into BGTNG, Battlestar Galactica the Next Generation. <laughs> and you're like, Oh, we screwed up the timeline. <laughs> and then just like, you know, whatever, six years later, like, no, oh, no, that happened and it was quite good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I can never do that sketch again. So when when the new one came out, did you were you excited? Did you sit down and watch it right away or did you discover it later in its run?
0: I think it was my sister actually who like was watching it while it Was coming out live, and she kept telling me to check it out that you know it was really cool, and I didn't trust it because my sister was not a big sci fi nerd, so I was like, I don't know. So, we didn't actually watch it until it had almost finished. I remember,
2: yeah, I remember that we just barely caught up and had to watch the last five episodes week to week. Oh, wow, yeah, which
0: was brutal,
2: (laughs) yeah. Uh, (laughs) so we we must have popped in during the last half of season four, because I think there was like a year-long gap in between yeah. season four A and season four B.
1: <laughs> Curse that era of television for yeah. these confusing seasons. Yeah. So you were able to uh, just uh, binge most of this. Yeah, it was great. It, like
2: that uh, that sketch from Portlandia. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that was this. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I started it, and Molly, uh, this was like when we were still dating, Oh, okay. And so she was like coming in every once in a while, like, what are you watching? And I told her, and then she sat down and watched a couple and she was like, I'm into this and so we restarted it. <laughs> <laughs> That's was, commitment. Yeah,
0: I was questioning it at first. I was like eh, It didn't take long. Yeah.
1: Were you living together at the time or was this like Molly you'd be coming over?
0: Um, I can't remember. I was I had moved in I think recently.
2: I want to say I started it before you were living with me, because I remember staying up way too late to watch it. <laughs> yeah, probably. And that you wouldn't have, like, <laughs> you you would have been angry that I wasn't letting you sleep. But you were
0: working from home, right. the, I think, at the time. So I would come home and he'd be watching it.
1: <laughs> uh, so were you actually working from home, or were you just watching Battlestar all day? <laughs> we can say both. Okay. <laughs> you can multitask. Yeah. So what drew you to it when you got convinced to give it a shot? What sucked you into the point where you're like, I'm going to stay up all night and just get this in my brain? I guess it was the characters. I I will say
2: that I was enjoying it for the first uh, season and a half. And then in season two, it just flipped like a switch where I was like, it went from this show's good... To this show is incredible. And like, (laughs) but that one moment wouldn't have worked if it hadn't have been for all the other stuff where you got to know these characters. But then at this point, just everything changes and I'm
1: like all in. And from that point forward, I was
2: obsessed. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Was it that you were so invested in the characters, like the literal sort of narrative story, you want to know what happens
2: next to them? That and I I think I just. Got so attached to a handful of the characters and then like two of my favorites were in great peril at this one moment and Admiral Adama is like just not going to stand for it and he's going to do anything <laughs> he can to save
1: them and I like just all of that coming together.
0: The old man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The
1: show really excelled at setting up uh, believable moments of tension, where you thoroughly knew why this character believed that and would do something drastic to mm-hmm. defend it, and and the same for the other character. Mm-hmm. And you like both the characters, and that yeah, it just excelled at setting up those impossible situations. What drew you in when you were uh, coming over, and Alex was <laughs> busy watching the show? Uh, uh, drew you in enough that you were like, let's start it begin from the beginning.
0: Uh, I mean, the idea that. Cylons now look like people Uh, and the idea that we don't know who is a Cylon in the fleet I was like "Ooh, this is juicy (laughs) because yeah you you don't know who is a Cylon and who's not.
2: And they do such a good job of trickling it out like I think except for maybe the last one (laughs) I think that all of the (laughs) reveals are just perfectly timed uh, to keep you guessing and wanting more and yeah Wondering when the next reveal will be. Yeah. Did you
1: guess correctly between the two of yourselves on various Cylons?
0: I don't think so.
2: I I think the early ones, season one and early season two, they were pretty predictable where like a a guest star would be on. (laughs) And you're just like, all right, (laughs) come on. Come on. Yeah. But the, uh, the four of the final five, quote unquote, I did not see coming at all. And they actually threw in a perfect red herring mm-hmm. where they, a new guest star comes in. Oh, yeah. And you're like, for sure that guy's a Cylon, <laughs> and it's not. And like, this was another one of those moments where I just lost my mind. I didn't see it coming at all. And like when it clicks and you realize four of these people are Cylons, like I jumped out of my bed and was
1: just like, no, <laughs> no, no. So you did not want them to be Cylons? emotionally? Uh I was terrified of what
2: it would mean for them. Yeah. And And that's exactly what they wanted, the showrunners. How are we feeling on spoilers on this show? I right think up? it's yeah. fine to, to it, spoil.
1: I think uh, if, if people are listening to this, they've, they've probably watched the show.
2: Yeah, Chief Tyrell is like one of my favorite characters and he was like the perfect everyman and he was really the one where I was like, not nah, Chief, no, because like I didn't want him to be in danger. But then... <laughs> for
0: me, it was Colonel Ty. Yeah, yeah. him too. Like the old man's best friend and
2: just how could it be
0: like,
1: yeah it, it was it was just so stripping him of the identity that he had built for himself yeah. up till then right that yeah. he's just like the gruff no no bs right
0: yeah and even at first when he figures it out he's like nope nope <laughs> i just do not accept that
2: <laughs> like i'm getting chills thinking about it but when all four of them realize that they're cylons and anders too i really liked him uh, they did a good job of picking so, Ty is someone who you would never guess could be a Cylon. Chief is the one everyone loves. Uh, Tori was, like, the wild card. And Anders, I'm not sure why they picked him. Uh, but I, <laughs> he I still... needed something to do. I Yeah. yeah I did like Anders' character a lot.
0: His character was only supposed to be in a couple of episodes as, like, a third point of a love triangle. Yeah. And then they liked him, I guess. And they were like, all right, he's going to be one of the final five.
2: Yeah. Uh, but like I said, the trickling out, there were zero reveals in season three up until that point. And so you're like, surely they're going <laughs> to give you one at the end of the season. And I, you're thinking it's Romo Lampkin, the lawyer who comes right. out of nowhere. And then they give you four and there are four that you never would have guessed. But all of their reactions, especially Saw, where he's like, I'm Saul Tye, and if we're about to die, like, I'm going to die as Saul Tye and not a Cylon, and they go and they just do their jobs, and
1: yeah. I love that moment. Yeah, yeah, it, I mean, it, it is really great, deep storytelling about, you know, who you think you are, and getting outside information, like, well, but but you've already decided who you are, does this have to change who you are way? Anyway? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of Cylons, do you feel that the Cylons plan ultimately made sense to you, because I mean, there's so many shows around this era where people really debated the endings. Lost and Battlestar Galactica, you know, happening, ending kind of similar times in that. And, and then Battlestar Galactica, I think, really increased the uh, attention to it by saying at the beginning of every episode that the Cylons have a plan, right? Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> how did you feel about that?
0: I don't know. I, I Every time I watch it, I'm, like, confused by their plan because they they changed the plan, like, halfway through the <gasps> the series. Right.
2: Yeah, they do. They're like, we're going to wipe out humanity. Mm, no, we can live with humanity.
3: Mm, no, we can't. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They don't, they don't have a plan. <laughs> yeah. Does
1: it make sense to you from a storytelling perspective that the Cylons would be disagreeing with one another? Or do you just feel like the show kind of did shift its priorities and what it wanted to focus on and make it less about an external chase where the humans were hunted and more about like this internal examination of what does it mean to be a human versus a Cylon? Well, I think
2: that's probably what they were going for the whole time as far as does it matter if you were biologically born or grown in a I don't they still never really went into how exactly cylons <laughs> are made uh made on an assembly line yeah but like you still have a conscience you're not identical to one another uh, you might be when you started but your experiences shape you and yeah I think that they did want to explore what does it mean to be a human, especially with Boomer and Athena. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh so I think that was probably set from the start. Um, but how they went about exploring it, I think, changed a lot over the course of the series. Yeah. I forget
0: yeah. at what point do we start to see uh the perspective from Six when she, when she gets <laughs> her yeah. nickname Caprica Six from the other Cylons. She becomes like a celebrity uh for being the the six model that basically made their plane work right um that's near the end of season was, two that was a big moment because we get to see the other side of things and like how the Cylons are thinking and and doing things on earth
2: and not only that but like we see that she has her own uh angel I don't know what to call it. Like Gaius, oh, yeah. she sees yeah. Gaius. Gaius sees six. Yeah. in
1: their heads. Uh, that was a really cool reveal.
0: Not Earth <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Uh
1: So, how did you feel about the angels? Because, like, as you were talking at the beginning and explaining the plot well and the, and the idea, like, you know, it's it's sci-fi, but it's grounded in realism. Also, angels,
3: sure, <laughs>
1: that's fair. Uh, I mean,
2: I like that they, from day one, say. I'm an angel from God. they told you what it was, but everyone just like didn't accept it, right. including me. Um, I don't know
0: <laughs> well, it's Gaius Baltar is also a phenomenal character and one that I started out absolutely hating and ended up really loving. but yeah, early in the series, we see that he's seeing six, but no one else is seeing her. And at one point, she's, like, telling him that the Cylons put a chip in his brain. And that's why he's seeing her. And then she's like, no, I, I'm an angel from God. And, I, like, you have a purpose. And she's kind of messing with him a lot.
1: Yeah. I think I remember taking it as just, like, PTSD. And that he's yeah. he's experiencing these things and they aren't real. Mm-hmm. Did you ultimately en- enjoy that it was an angel? Or does it just kind of not matter what it was because it was more about the relationship?
0: Uh, yeah, I think it, it didn't really matter to me. My favorite thing about that relationship is that there was a similar one with Capricus 6. Capricus 6 was seeing uh, an angel version of Baltar, which I, which blew my mind. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that, that's, I think, yeah, in the end, it doesn't really matter. I think they were trying to, a big message of especially season four was all of this has happened before, all of it will happen again. Humanity is cyclical. And I guess they needed someone who was around, right? Uh, some eternal being to know that and see it. So I guess angel, it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a it's a good Deus ex machina to yeah. be able to say like, "Hey, I know exactly how this is going to go for you." Did you guys have a community at all when you were watching this? Did you have other friends, or was it were you just kind of sharing it uh, between yourselves?
0: I think it was just us. Yeah, <laughs>
1: we we got some friends into it after the fact, but. At the time, it was just us. Yep. Did you? Did it consume a lot of your uh, your time together? You said you were dating and living together around this time. Would it be like you watch four episodes and then you talk about it for a while, or did I, was it
0: a big part of your lives? I I remember specifically one season. We got towards the end, and it was really late. And we, I had to get up early for work the next day. I think you were still working <laughs> from home, so it didn't matter. And I was like, oh, these episodes are long. They're like an hour. Put another one on. It was it was the Portlandia uh, episode, basically.
1: Yeah. But did you continue to talk about it when you weren't watching it?
0: Hmm. I don't remember. Uh, maybe. I mean, yeah, I think it was mostly we would talk to other people who had seen it.
2: I think we were just so focused on binging it and getting to the end. Yeah. Like, I don't really <laughs> recall any discussions on themes or character in between yeah. episodes we were just like let's keep it going yeah we just, definitely
0: became advocates of the show like after we finished it we were just like spreading the good word like, yeah well, you have to watch this show you have to watch this we, show. we
2: watched it many times with friends okay all, like the, way all the way through yeah
1: okay so you have really like a big picture view of it because you you started toward the end so you didn't have a bunch of years to speculate on where it should go, mm-hmm. which I think, I think we've talked about this with Star Wars. It's always so fascinating. I think people's opinions change based on how much time they have to speculate in between different chapters right. or seasons. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I started really close to the beginning. Like the miniseries, I watched the miniseries like right after it was broadcast. And then toward the end, I watched each episode weekly with friends. And especially when it was getting to the end people started to do that thing where, like, well, here is a big theory. My wife's not a super big, like, I love coming up with theories person, but she came up with some uh, elaborate Starbuck theory to explain all of her comings and goings, and, Mm. like, our friend group was like, that's so awesome. So then our friend (laughs) group was cranky when that was not the thing, which is just, you guys didn't experience it that way because you just gobbled it up pretty much as a whole (laughs) and then uh, went out to the world and said, here, take this bounty. And that's probably why... I
2: don't really have any major problems with the ending. Yeah, I only had to wait a couple weeks for it, and I know I saw people being cranky about it, and I was I just remembered the really cool stuff the the fight at the hub and like the battle star and the fleet flying off into the sunset.
1: Yeah, it makes me cry
2: literally every time.
1: <laughs> so I wow. yeah yeah I don't I my major thing like there was some I think some tonal things shifted about the show, but blah blah blah, but. I think I always wanted to see, even if they would film it now, I want to see the discussion when they decide to put the ships in the sun. Because it just feels like that is the kind of thing that previously would have been a season worth of debating and mm. people putting guns in one another's face. And like, it's definitely fast. I love the fast. decision. Yeah, Lee's just like...
2: We get rid of it all. Everyone wants a clean slate. Like, really, do they? <laughs> they all want to live
1: like <laughs> tribes, and we all love berries. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was a little confused with the ending. I, I didn't really love it or hate it, but I was like, "How is this going to work now? How are they just like cave people now? I don't get it."
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I mean, I think I think this is an idea from the original as well uh, that they find earth and then the people who came there were responsible for things like the pyramids mm-hmm. and agriculture and, but like, especially in the old battle star, their helmets and stuff, their flight helmets looked like Egyptian Pharaoh things mm-hmm. and like all the, the Greek gods that they worship and stuff. Yeah. It's like all that stuff came from Caprica and the colonies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I like the idea that it is, this one doesn't seem to touch on that as directly. It's more just like, uh let's just hunt and fish, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hunt and fish and make babies, and that'll be it <laughs> and i
0: I love that that other last scene with Six and Baltar, where it's like in the future, and they're just there's a montage of all the robots <laughs> that we are now building in society, and it's like. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. This might happen in real life. It's all happened before.
1: <laughs> well, all ha- it's your iPhone is a Cylon. What? Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, do you have a favorite character? You, Molly, you've mentioned a couple of characters that you like, but is there like your a number one favorite for you?
0: I guess I'd have to go with Starbuck. Yeah, she. She. Uh, I bonded with her character from the very beginning, and I love her story arc, even though it gets pretty weird. Yeah. Um. And I. I didn't know how to feel about her death and then her becoming an angel and then her disappearing at the end I was very emotional about all that but overall I think I liked her character. yeah
1: did you relate to the tomboy if if that's a fair description
0: yeah yeah definitely like her being the first one to throw a punch and <laughs> and like just want to play poker with the guys yeah definitely I was like she's my girl <laughs> <laughs> nice how
2: about you I guess I'd have to go with Chief Tyrell, but I uh, I don't know. Like, I like them all for so many different reasons, but Chief, I remember being kind of the first one that I latched on to.
1: Yeah. So. Did you see yourself in him in any way?
2: Uh, Maybe. Maybe it was just like, <laughs> I don't know if I could be a... I, I love pilots in all media, but I'm yeah. like, I don't think I have the skills to be a pilot. <laughs> I could probably fix one. But, I mean, he's just, like, the relatable everyman who's just nice and good to people. Uh, but then towards the end of the series, he's just, like, constantly beat down, which I don't think I relate to. But you just, you just <laughs> feel so bad for the guy. Right,
1: because he literally gets his ass kicked a bunch, right?
2: Yeah, and just nothing good happens to him. <laughs> like, by the end, like, his last scene is literally like, I'm going to go... Oh, as far away from everyone as I can. Like I'm done with humans, Cylons, all of it. Yes, I'm. I'm gonna fish over here, and that's like the happiest he's been in seasons.
0: (laughs) He does have one of the best like revenge moments, Mm -hmm. though. And was it the last episode or second the last episode when he finds? It's the last one, yeah. When he finds out who actually is responsible for killing. Callie, it's Callie, yeah.
1: Oh right, right. And he
0: just reaches over and strangles. Uh, I can't remember Tori. character names <laughs> <Yeah>. anymore. Tori. <laughs> yes, this is
1: very spoilerful. It's great. It's yeah. great. <laughs> uh, would you ever want to be visited by Battlestar Galactica's version of an angel? Like, if there was some truth to we are stuck in a in a cycle, then would you want to be visited by a random? Baltar. No, that would stress me out.
0: Yeah, it would probably make me go crazy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Well, so does that make you reflect on the show differently? Because in theory, the angels are trying to push them to their goals, right? To do what they need to do. But I think a lot of us relate to that idea of like yeah, no, if there was some random person from my past (laughs) (laughs) that I had complicated emotions with and they just appeared, no one else saw them and they constantly just told me to do better. <laughs> like, I, the, I mean, yeah, they're
2: pushing Gaius towards his goals, but I would almost say they're more manipulating him to the, to enough. his goals, and they're yeah. not like being all that helpful. Right? They're like they're they're being very uh, beat around the bush. They won't just speak straight with him usually. Although they are like we're angels. That's what we are. <laughs> like you might have trouble believing that,
1: but that's the one thing we'll be straight about
2: at the end. Gaius and Six are both like that's it? That's all you wanted from us? Like they wanted one specific thing and it
1: was to save Hera but they were like yep. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I guess that would be a really shitty angel to have. <laughs> Just like we wanted to make sure you turned left at this one spot. Kinda. But we've been harassing you for years. Yeah. Breaking you down emotionally. Uh, speaking of Starbuck I wanted to ask about any relationship faves or ships. Did Were you invested in any specific romantic relationship?
0: Um, I I did really like the story of her like being engaged to Apollo's brother, and then him like she passes him in flight school, even though he shouldn't have passed, and that's kind of why he crashed and died. And then like Adama finds out about that, and that all that stuff was really cool to me. But I yeah, I guess I shipped her and Apollo. Okay. Until he became, like, lawyer slash president, and then I was like, no, I'm done with him. <laughs> <laughs> is that
1: just because you liked his character as a pilot, or was it too big of a left turn?
0: It, it was a big turn for his character, and I was like, this is getting out of hand for him. He's He can't be everything. He, he
1: does want to be everything. Yeah, I relate to that, wanting to do
2: too many
3: <laughs> things,
1: uh, but... Yeah. How about you? Did you have a relationship fave? I will say
2: I preferred Anders over Apollo for what? that. For that, I I liked Anders more. But we, I
0: think we fought about that a little yeah. bit because I was like, no, her and Apollo forever.
2: But my ship was Rosalind Adama. Okay. Oh. I, like, <laughs> and I didn't even. I mean, it's the same thing that that really emotional episode I was talking about earlier with Pegasus when Pegasus shows up and Chief Tyrell and Hilo are in trouble. And then Adama, like that, that's so perfect because Pegasus shows up and the first thing humans do is instead of ally with each other, they're about <laughs> to kill each other. Uh, and then after all that gets resolved and Adama and Rosalind kiss and like it came out of nowhere. But I was like, oh, my God, I didn't know I wanted this. <laughs> and then it still takes forever, but they st- they flirt for like yeah. a season and a half. And then finally.
0: Rosalind is also, I think, one of my favorite characters. It's it's very close to Starbuck for me. Yeah. And I just love that they're like, let's make a woman president. And that's that's like their only option. And it was very like close to what was happening in real life at the time.
2: Yeah. I wonder if that was like, even, I guess this is in the past, but in the quote future or whatever, was that? A big thing for them was that Caprica's <laughs> first woman president. Oh yeah! Uh,
1: wow. What one would hope not. But, I, I hope uh, not. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, uh, cycles. But yeah, I, I I don't remember Rosalind's backstory, but I remember like she's far down in the in yeah, the chain of succession because everyone has died, right?
0: Yeah, she was uh, in education, mm-hmm.
1: right? Yeah, like Department of Education or yeah. somebody who shouldn't be. Yeah, I I really like that contrast between Adama being like, well. I am a leader. Mm-hmm. I always have been a leader. I know everything about war. This is awful, but I'm in exactly the right position to have the knowledge and the skills that we need right now. Yeah. And then contrasted with like this sort of, again, related to Star Wars, that sort of there's the, also the noble everyday person. Like, mm-hmm. nope, this responsibility is mine, so I'm going to take it, and yeah. I'm going to rise to the challenge.
0: Yeah, everybody in the fleet is like, are we really going to have a school teacher for a president? And then she has to prove herself constantly
1: yeah. And she does a great job of doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anders. Man. Well,
2: we're still on that. <laughs> I, I I had
1: to come back to it 'cause I like it's I, I enjoyed the show a lot. It's been a long time since I've revisited it, so some of it's foggy for me. But one thing that is not foggy is how much I shipped Starbuck and Apollo. Like I really <laughs> wanted them together. I think there was something in that relationship that that uh touched some either damage or good part of me where it's like, <laughs> I really wanted this. It, it always seemed to me that like Starbuck had lots of, lots going on, mm-hmm. but like Apollo was a little bit of an anchor yes. for her. And, but there's all these obstacles to it. Yeah. N- including stuff that Apollo did himself.
0: Yeah. One of my favorite episodes of the two of them is the boxing one. Yes. Where it's like, okay, everybody is like, all right, well, I guess we'll leave. Cause they, just, they're just <laughs> boxing until they're just, Hugging. hugging and crying and you're like, Yeah, they they deserve each other.
1: Right. Yeah, I think that that uh that they clearly have a connection they want to be get pee together and they're denying themselves so much that they have to box for three hours <laughs> just to hug It's both sad and beautiful. Yeah. I, I think I liked Andrew's fine, but I just remember being mad at him. I'm just like he's no Apollo. I liked the idea of uh like a sports team that oh, <laughs> survived yeah. on Caprica.
2: Pyramid and then, team.
1: Right. And then they started. Thank you. This is reminding me now why me, a, a nerdy guy
2: my
3: entire life
1: would go <laughs> like, she should end up with him, not oh. the sports guy. <laughs> that might have been part of it for
2: oh, me. Oh, like Lee's not a jock. <laughs> right, but.
0: Seabuck's C- uh, C- rule. Yeah. That the name of their, their team, uh-huh. C-bucks? Caprica
1: Seabucks. Yeah. Caprica Seabucks. Yeah, no, I didn't say like, yes, uh, I am Apollo, of course. I come from a wealthy family. I'm very hot and great star pilot. But I think I related to him more than like sports guy coming in out of the blue. Like, mm. yeah, that upset me. Uh, so there's uh, one of the things that I think is really uh, grabby about this show, and it happened, I think, to a lot of shows uh, in this period, is that it has a little bit of this fantasy of starting over. Of Obviously, there's the terror of, like, we're being hunted, Mm -hmm. Uh, but there's this little fantasy of, like, what if we condensed all this noise that we're used to in real life, and all we had to focus on is the basics? And there's a very small community, so you can almost start to get to know everybody, and it's sort of a fantasy of having a smaller civilization. Mm -hmm. Did that appeal to you at all, either on a conscious level or a subconscious level when you think about it?
3: Yeah. Um, (laughs) I mean,
0: I think so. Yeah. Like the idea of starting over and like just let's just get rid of technology. Let's start over and build something better. Yeah. It would be (laughs) nice to be. As a YouTuber, yeah. It's weird, but let's just get rid of it.
2: (laughs) No, no. I was like, it would be nice to be forced to get off Twitter. Right. And just like, it doesn't exist anymore. And, you know. The world's probably better off.
1: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't exist anymore, or even it could work, but we'd have to connect to computers, and sending a tweet will kill us all. <laughs> yeah. It will kill the rest of humanity. <laughs> Someone's that addicted to Twitter. Like, ow, I have to. The Cylons will tell the if The world needs to know. Butt joke. If you tweet that butt joke, we'll all die.
0: Well, I love that uh, Adama is so against. Uh, having networked computers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, it turns out, like, that was for the best. But then they have to network the computers in one episode, and he's like, I don't like this.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, he has that real old man, uh, this is the way we do it vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, how How would you feel if, for real, we couldn't connect computers anymore, if there was some sort of threat, and we could all have our own computers, so we could, you know, do various things that we need, but they're not connected, and that means... Social media and all of that kind of our shared global community that we have now is I'd, no more.
0: I'd have to buy a Rolodex. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> write down everyone's phone numbers.
3: <laughs>
1: ultimately,
2: I think it would be a bummer to yeah lose like the connectivity to be able to talk to you from Atlanta. Yeah. And I, I think I enjoy <laughs> the pros of social media more than I uh, dislike the cons.
1: Yeah. Do you feel like... Where do you feel the show comes down? Because I think it starts with that same bit of fantasy that Lost and Walking Dead, I think, both share this. Like, what if something awful happened? But it also means you don't have to do all the normal day-to-day stuff and that. But um, do you feel like the show ultimately was saying it's better to have a small community where everybody is knows one another? Or do you think it was trying to make an argument that we should be more open to different perspectives and kind of coming together as a larger group
0: i think yeah closer to being open to other people's perspectives and just the the idea that history repeats itself and like you said everything is cyclical and yeah just be be careful with technology because it'll bite you in the butt (laughs) (laughs) i
2: I think it's probably a similar like i I see it everywhere star wars message just like balance and Mm -hmm. you know technology is good uh but too much technology is bad don't network your ships (laughs) like you can have a ship
1: right right and i suppose the Cylons start to become like a little bit of a symbol of that of well yeah they're machines but they're also they have humanity Mm -hmm. in that we can't let our humanity disappear in our machines right Mm -hmm. yeah 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 and uh and have some respect for your iPhone because it might be a Cylon (laughs) that's what i'm saying um Have you ever made any sort of different life decision because of Battlestar Galactica, besides staying up late? But have you ever (laughs) thought of something, an idea in this show, and made a different choice in friend groups, or money, or career, or how you handle your phone, or anything?
0: (laughs) That's a good question. I don't know.
1: Not off the top of my head.
0: Maybe, Um, Maybe, like, just staying loyal to who we are. Stick to our guns as far as, like, the channel goes.
2: Maybe. <laughs> <I> mean, like, <laughs> that could just be a collection of all the media I've ever taken in because I feel like that's true of Star Wars as well. Like yeah. But, yeah, I, Battlestar has similar themes, so maybe it contributed a percentage <laughs> of. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question.
1: If you were to look at the show, because you're, you're both very – articulate about the ideas of the show and that and specifically characters too. If you were to like actively say, I'm going to try to follow this idea from the show. Is there any idea that pops out to you? Um, I'd probably stick with Hilo or Adama, uh,
2: or even Ty. just loyalty and Hilo mostly. I think Hilo is probably the most star Warsy character, uh, he is like the moral compass of the show. Knows what's right, knows what's wrong. Won't do the wrong thing just because it's easy, even if it would solve all of their problems. Yeah, uh that's we. we got a puppy a few months back, and we named him Hilo. <laughs> oh, really? He's like the most loyal, good character.
1: Yeah, we even got one of the little dog tags that says <laughs> Hilo. On it. Like, dog tag for yeah. your dog. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is so awesome. Yeah, I would say that that's a major life. uh Impact that you named your dog after a Master Galactica <laughs> character, Molly. For you, if there's any any character or any other like idea from the show that you would want to take as inspiration,
0: um, I I guess I'm thinking of Adama when he does when he has his big speech about Earth, and I forget who it is that's like you don't know where Earth is, and he's like, no, but we gotta give him something. To, yeah something to hope for, something to live for. It's
2: not enough to just survive,
0: yes,
1: you have to live, yes. Yes.
0: I, yeah, yeah. I, I liked that a lot.
1: Have you ever uh done that for yourself like uh given yourself in in earth <laughs> to like <laughs> well, maybe this is an actual goal or maybe it's just I need to feel like I am directed at something
0: yeah, I mean, I guess working with the working online and with YouTube is like it's kind of rocky yeah and you don't know when it's gonna change so i don't know i
2: mean i (laughs) I would say just that i get really focused on uh, i'm very goal oriented and i think molly will pull me out of that mode and be like hey maybe we should do something fun (laughs) and not just like (laughs) make another video (laughs) okay so
0: like sometimes the the I don't want to get too far into Star Wars, but like the Star Wars fandom will get both of us down just emotionally a lot because of all the polarizing aspects. And we just have to constantly pull ourselves out of that and be like, it's fine. We'll have a new generation of Star Wars fans soon, and maybe they'll be better.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, sort of relating the philosophy of Battlestar Galactica to Star Wars fandom. Yeah, of this has all happened before, and this will all happen again. (laughs) I have said that before uh, of Star Wars. Be like, I lived through the prequels. (laughs) Oh no, it's so so true. Of like all of the very, it's expressed differently because of the times. Because social media is now the playground that the original trilogy was. But um, but yeah, the cycles of. We are upset about this. Now the next generation loves it. And yeah, I think that's a great uh, observation. I like the idea that just pulling towards fun is the the thirteenth <laughs> colony. <laughs> like, remember, someday we'll get there <laughs> to relaxing, fun times.
0: Yeah, it's, it's hard when like you're so close to technology all the time. It's hard to just like remember that there are parks that you can go to that are outside and you know other people to talk to. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I think that is one of the uh, appealing things about Battlestar Galactica is that you can have that fantasy of the limited society, but you also can really relate to like, they're stuck in that ship Mm -hmm. with all those same people and they can't go outside. And like, uh, I work from home too. And there there there's sometimes days where like, cool. I I can just work for four days. I don't have nobody's coming over for a podcast. I don't have to be anywhere. I'm working for four days straight, and like I'm losing my mind. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like every weekend that rolls around, we get cabin fever, and we're like, we just have to leave the house for anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, how soon after your first viewing of Battlestar Galactica did you two actually get engaged? Was it during a watch? Uh, (laughs) No, it would have been three years after. Okay.
0: Probably somewhere during our third or fourth rewatch. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, did you ever discuss any relationship dynamics uh, from Battlestar Galactica as you built your own relationship? It, for me, it's just it's a fascinating show to be watching while you are building a relationship because there's it is so much about relationships mm-hmm. and really complicated, yeah, relationships, especially romantic ones.
0: I guess the only thing i can think of is the fact that we never really fought much and i was like these people are all fighting a lot should we be fighting more (laughs) people always ask us like in star wars like is there anything that you guys just really disagree on and fight over and we're like no
2: (laughs) i all all i can think of is that we we cosplayed as uh starbuck and I, like a hybrid Apollo Anders, but only because my, I had like Apollo hair, but we did the okay. Anders Starbuck tattoo on our arms. Okay. Uh, but you were I, both points of the triangle. Your two points of the triangle yeah, at once? I guess. I mean, I still, I, in my mind, I was Anders, Anders. okay. But people were like, oh, it's Starbuck and Apollo. And I'm like, look at the tattoo. <laughs> yeah.
3: I,
0: that was the one time I was like, okay, with the two of them. Because I was like, okay, we can cosplay as them. We can do the little arm tattoo. and It'll be cute. <laughs> and that was okay. That's
1: awesome. Uh, in our own society, should we start cutting one corner off of all of our paper? No. <laughs>
0: Only when it comes to discs, because I remember in one episode they show an actual disc. That's the
2: dumbest thing. Like
0: a, <laughs> like a CD, and it has the corners cut, and I'm like, how how does that even work?
2: It's a big octagon. I'm like, who would do this?
0: <laughs> we, have, we have a poster, actually, um, that we have a bunch of signatures on, and we haven't framed it yet because I'm just waiting for the right time to go to a place and... Tell them to like cut the corners and frame it in that shape <laughs> or else it, it will not be framed. I refuse to put it in a normal frame. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That is totally understandable. I remember thinking that that was one of the coolest designs because I appreciated how much like this feels like really the real world with just a couple differences. And I think I watched one of the behind the scenes things where they're talking about, like, yeah, when we were making the pilot, we thought it'd be really cool to cut the edge off of paper. <laughs> and we no he, longer think that's yeah, cool four years in. The poor yeah. intern just with a paper cutter, like, <laughs> that's all he does. You have to go to your friends, like, I work on Battlestar Galactica. What do you do? I, I cut the paper, <laughs> I my cut, whole thing.
0: I cut corners. But no, but really, what do you do? <laughs>
1: We're gonna move on to our how obsessed are you questions. So these are questions that I ask all my guests or variations on all episodes of Obsessed. Do you think about Battlestar Galactica every day?
0: Every day probably not. Maybe other every other day.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Recently, I'll say it's at least weekly. Because season two of Star Wars Resistance has a very Battlestar Galactica feel to oh, it. Oh, it
1: really does. They're on the run. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. In We're, their ship. We with are resources. Always, yeah. We are always comparing things in Star Wars to Battlestar. <laughs>
2: uh. But no, I, I mean, we're thinking about Star Wars daily, so that usually yeah. just pushes it out. Yeah, there's
1: a ton of Star Wars going on right now.
2: Although we uh, we, we say Helo's name a lot, oh, that's so good. now we have we have a dog with the name Helo. So, so. we're yelling about Battlestar yeah.
1: all the time. Yeah. Uh, when you this is a little critical, but of uh, Battlestar Galactica. But when you finish working out. Do you ever say Apollo's line of I'm never gonna do that again"? <laughs> uh, no, but I I laugh every time
2: he jump rope jumps rope for like an episode, and yep. it's like, well,
1: six packs back. Yeah. <laughs> I just it, it's this fantasy that you could know when you're done exercising. Like, yeah. yep, I'm back to perfect physical uh-huh. specimen. Now well, I don't have to exercise anymore. Took that fat suit off. <laughs> <I'm> never <laughs> gonna was... do that again.
0: That, I, there's a special place in my heart for Fat Apollo.
1: <laughs> uh, in, in, is, do you like it sincerely, or is there a little bit of irony?
0: It's just the silliest thing I've ever. <laughs> <seen>. <laughs> it's ironic. And yeah. the makeup is terrible. Yeah,
1: for a show that was very grounded in realism, that was suddenly a little less realistic. Mm-hmm. But, uh, So you, you do think about it a lot. Have you made the conscious choice to not cover it because it's something you both love and if you had room or time to expand your your pop culture enthusiast empire you you could do Battlestar Battlestar Galactica content I, I guess
2: it's just the same excuse I give for Indiana Jones so that's uh I would say that that's my second fandom okay and there's just not enough to talk about I don't think I mean we okay. could we could go through the series or something but Star Wars, there's you can talk about something every day. yeah. That'd be fine. Battlestar, I don't know. Maybe when we run out of Indiana Jones content, we'll sprinkle <laughs> that in, too. We'll see what happens in this three-year
1: gap between movies. Yeah, and see if there's enough Star Wars, yeah. Would there be any hesitancy to say, hey, we've made Star Wars a big part of our professional lives as well as our personal lives. Would there be any temptation to just say, Battlestar is just going to be personal? Yeah, I think I'm almost... <laughs> rather do that
3: yeah
0: yeah (laughs) okay keep it safe
1: (laughs) (laughs) keep battlestar away from all those interconnected youtube computers uh when people walk into your home can they tell you're obsessed with battlestar galactica
2: uh
0: they would be if i could get that picture frame (laughs) (laughs) well we've
2: got the blu-rays prominently on display Mm -hmm. uh we have the starbucks top gun stein oh wow Uh, we have that and uh, molly got me like a model of the of galactica uh, and that is out in our
1: living room. And, okay.
0: And our dog Hilo. Yeah, yeah. So the <laughs> uh,
1: the when, if Hilo's in the living room, yeah. yeah. So how how much so there's stuff to be seen. How much is that uh compared to the amount of other stuff, Star Wars or Indiana Jones or any other interest
2: in the living room? I think Battlestar probably has the most representation. Oh wow! In my office,
0: it's all Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's
1: a lot of Star Wars to be had. <laughs> of looking at my table full of action figures. Um, do do people ever engage when friends come over are they drawn to the Battlestar stuff do you feel like it is still a conversation piece
0: mm. i don't think so yeah <laughs> they probably think it's from something else or they probably think it's from star wars we <laughs> <probably> just assume <laughs> yeah. oh, oh is that
1: a star destroyer <laughs> <laughs> yeah. cool new star wars ship <laughs> no
0: and we're like ah.
1: <laughs> um is there any Battlestar Galactica merch you wouldn't buy? Do you want underwear, shower curtains, <laughs> steak knives, anything that's too much?
0: All, all those sound like too much to me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, you made me think of something I would absolutely buy. I want a Battlestar branded jump rope. Oh, there you yeah, go. Get the Leodama body you've always wanted. I like that merch a lot. Would you go to a Battlestar Galactica theme park?
0: Oh, Absolutely
2: trying to think that might be horrific like (laughs) yeah nuclear bombs going off and (laughs) i
0: I would like there to be maybe an escape room would be cool oh yeah like that 33 minute uh episode just make an escape room based off of that episode no that's great every couple of minutes
2: you got to solve this in 33 minutes before the cylons come you got to
1: fix
3: the the ftl
2: yep that's, that's a great idea. So great and
1: so stressful. <laughs> I say that,
0: but if I were in that situation, I would crumble. <laughs> no, it's it,
1: that's such a great episode. I see people compare anything even vaguely like it of like it was like the 33 minute episode. Yeah. Um, if a presidential candidate announced they were a fan of Battlestar Galactica, would you be more likely to vote for them?
3: Yes, probably. Yeah, <laughs> hard. Yes, I mean. It, <laughs> If
2: they like Battlestar, that that means they probably share some of the same sensibilities.
0: Especially if so. they say they're specifically fans of Rosalyn. It makes me think of her um, speech that she does on, from the Cylon ship, and she's like, I'm coming for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, oh, it's so good.
1: Yeah.
2: She makes some questionable choices, I think, but overall, yeah. the show has... Good politics, I think.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who makes the decision to uh, settle on New Caprica?
2: That's Baltar.
1: That's Baltar. Okay, right, right. (laughs) Oh, Baltar.
0: Half the fleet kind of is really into the idea of settling down, and the other half is like, I don't know. Like, we don't trust the Cylons.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a Baltar decision. I think I would be thrilled with a politician. It would not be the one and only factor in the voting decision, but... (laughs) I think that Battlestar is such a great mix of practicality of these are the resources we have, these are the resources we need, but then also constant discussion of what are our ideals, you know, mm-hmm. what are what are what is the best way to be humans. And I feel like I like that mix of, mm-hmm. yeah, we want to shoot for aspirational vision of who we should be. Yeah. But also we only have this much gas right now. Yeah. <laughs> is a, a great perspective, I think.
0: And the idea of like just Keeping as much of the population safe as possible because, like, that's all that we have left. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. I mean, that's an amazing thing that we don't uh, – I think we don't talk enough about the actual purpose of our government because politics can get so upsetting and people can fight so much. But, like, so much of it, it would be, like, it would be great to just have discussions about, like, what do we want the actual primary goal of our government to be and why do we have these laws? What do they mean? You know, I wish we could get back to a place where that's a an exchange of ideas yeah. rather than an immediate fight in – that's such a great idea in the real world that we'll, the government should, number one thing should just be keep us alive. Yeah. <laughs> Don't I mean, poison the water. Don't let incredibly dangerous tech, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And Battlestar is just a, a really uh, condensed version of that of like, we are literally running from things that are going to kill us. And, and so that's the number th- one thing we have to do.
0: And they're literally like searching desperately for a planet that's habitable that they can grow crops on and they're worried about the environment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. All these things that they have to carry about. Um, if you woke up and discovered you were a Cylon, would you think, Hey, that's awesome. <laughs> it's like the show <laughs> or would it uh, destroy your sense of self?
0: Hmm.
1: I'd like
2: to think that I'd treat it like Tyrol uh, T-roll or tie and just be like, well, Alright, like, as long as I didn't... <laughs> I don't know, like, Boomer had it rough, I feel like. Boomer had a switch go off, and it made her shoot Dama. Right. Yeah. Their thing got... They just realized they were Cylons. Nothing yeah. bad happened. And they they had, like, this constant fear that something would, but it never did. So, <laughs> as long as that happened, and it's just like, if I woke up and I was like, oh, I'm a robot... <laughs>
0: oh well (laughs) i I, I hope that it would be like that (laughs) right well i can still talk about
1: star wars on youtube (laughs) go on with life
0: i would just try to figure out i guess like what what's the best way i can i can handle this and how can i help people with the idea that i'm now a cylon maybe like study me (laughs) although that might lead to more technology mistakes but (laughs) You yeah, what I mean? but it
1: might lead to a greater understanding. Mm-hmm. So you would take it as a learning opportunity. Yeah, if you were a Cylon.
0: Yeah, like something in my blood might cure cancer,
1: like, like it, it does in the show. Like <laughs> it does in the
0: show. Exactly. Excellent.
1: That's awesome. Uh, this is a slightly less deep question. Would you drive a big van with images from Battlestar Galactica spray painted on the side? Is your primary <laughs> mode of transportation?
2: Yeah, I'm fine with that.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, like a like a Viper. Yeah, a Mark II uh-huh. maybe.
1: Yeah. Put some
2: fins on it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So then... Or a Raptor. That might be better for a van. Yeah. Big green. (laughs) And we can have a co-pilot seat in the back.
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh,
1: That's awesome. Would you want to engage with the amount of conversation that that would cause? It's like you're just going to Target and you get out and people might be like, hey, what's the deal with your van? (laughs) I almost feel like it would cause... Less conversation? <laughs> like, yeah. People would be like, we're not talking to those people. And, and
2: my answer is yes. <laughs>
1: Fair enough. Good answer. If a friend complained about Battlestar Galactica constantly on social media, would you mute them?
0: Yes. <laughs> Depends
1: on the friend. <laughs> I mean, I think
2: if it were a friend, I would fire back and I'd fight with them. Like, one of my friends uh, refuses to watch it. and oh, par- wow. Partially because... Uh, we talked it up so much and now it's become like a running joke. Uh, although he was the best man at our wedding and he put a Battlestar quote in his speech. Like, oh. just for us. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think I wouldn't mute him. I'd probably just
1: fight back and joke okay. with them. Okay, so it, it wouldn't bum you out too much. It would just be like, eh, this is a reason to, to celebrate the show in my own way.
2: <laughs> I mean, Battlestar's a weird show for me when... I rewatch it now. There are a lot of episodes that I skip where I'm okay. like, this is a bad episode and okay. I'd rather not watch it. And there are a lot of them, I would say. Like the
0: Black Market episode. Yeah. <laughs> but
2: there's enough, like, that. there are amazing episodes
1: that make it all worth it. Okay. But when I rewatch, I'm just like, woof,
0: that one's <laughs> a bad one.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you've also now watched these how many times total? Like four, five, six? I, I was going to guess seven. seven. Seven? Yeah. Okay, so you've been to the market seven times. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Uh, but you, Molly, you spend more time dealing with this in... On social media. Yeah. yeah. So are you at the place where you're just sort of like, I want to be able to have my joy and people can have their negativity and their opinions, but I don't want to personally have it in my feed?
0: I guess, I don't know, like, because the show is over... I think I'd be like, why Why are you still angry about this? It's over. Let it go. If it were something that was ongoing, I probably wouldn't meet them and just ignore them. Okay. I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at ignoring people. <laughs> I, I kind of have to be.
1: <laughs> yeah. You maintain, uh, for dealing with a lot of uh, opinions on social media, and worse <laughs> than opinions, uh, you maintain a really positive feed yeah. on all your various social medias.
0: Yeah, because I don't want to attract the the negativity. Yeah. that would otherwise happen.
1: Yeah, what was the quote that was in the um the did you say best friend speech? Yeah, uh, best man speech. Best man speech. Best
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since I got
1: married.
2: Uh, honestly, I don't remember. It was in the. It was from the Razor movie. He just okay. like kind of did his best because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> so he had never watched it, and he was like, uh, "Yeah, this sounds good." Uh, I remember. The words don't frack it up were in there, okay, yeah. and then, <laughs> nice, I think
0: we had a we all did we,
2: I think we may have screamed that yeah. i don't I don't know that it was part of the the speech itself. Yeah. Y- you just yelled it,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. was there any temptation to involve Battlestar Galactica in the actual wedding ceremony?
0: No, because I think we wanted it to be
2: Star Wars centric. <laughs> we we did we did have a little bit.
0: incorporate a little bit of Star Wars, but I wanted it just to be like just just normal. <laughs>
2: I, I, we'll we'll talk quick about Star Wars because I think it's a funny story. Now, uh, oh. we wanted our walk into the reception <laughs> song to be like the disco the Miko Star yeah. Wars theme. Uh, I don't know how it happened. But our DJ, I sent him a direct link to that song. Yeah. Uh, Somehow, he instead played the Cantina song. (laughs) And we were like in another room when it started going off. And Molly was just like, that's the wrong song.
0: I was like, I'm not walking anywhere until it changes. (laughs) And I was
2: like, there's nothing we can do. There's no way we can signal him to be like, that's the wrong song. And then find the right. And so we just walked into the Cantina theme. (laughs) I'm sure a bunch of our friends and family were like, interesting choice
1: (laughs) our marriage is gonna be a big party at a CD bar (laughs) uh would you have uh preferred that to the imperial march
0: Mm, yeah (laughs) i don't know it's just so goofy sounding
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) imperial march i think gives off a a weird vibe (laughs) yeah
2: uh
1: yeah there were people who asked me when my wife and i got married why we didn't have the imperial march because People have been doing that. And if listeners, you did that, no offense. But for me, it's like, yeah, I know it's a march. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's part of it makes sense. But <laughs> it's the empire. Yeah, it's and I don't of... want to be like, my wife is like Darth Vader. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, that's not a message that, uh, that we, I personally are enjoy. We <laughs> <laughs> are we the baddies? Are we the baddies? If the only way you could see Battlestar Galactica again was to steal a Blu ray box set from Walmart, would you do it? Oh, very little hesitation.
2: Absolutely. Because,
0: I mean, you know me. I rewatch things constantly.
2: Yeah, I I think I would be fine. Like, I remember everything about it and how it makes me feel. I think (laughs) I could survive without seeing it again.
1: I wouldn't be happy, but I...
0: (laughs) You're saying that because you know that I'll go in there and see it. I guess, yeah.
1: (laughs) This is a very Battlestar Galactica moral conundrum Um, here that you guys are (laughs) facing. Figured out a good good way around. Uh, if aliens were visiting Earth and you were picked to be the humans who were greeting them, would you show them *Battlestar Galactica* to explain humanity?
2: I think there are worse choices. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a pretty good one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I would show them that and be like, so, so don't maybe nuke us because you know eventually they regret that it's just
2: gonna cause a lot of hassle for you you're gonna have <laughs> yeah. to chase us around and yeah.
1: you're gonna have to send well you didn't send a the... silence didn't send the angels the angels were their own thing outside yeah. of silence right yeah so like look angels are gonna intervene if you <laughs> nuke us. <laughs> uh, but i i do think that it's
2: a good distilled version of what humanity is and that mm-hmm. like yeah even when there's this big old threat looming we're still going to fight each other. And, yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> no, it it is. That's one of the such great things about it is that we do get to know all these individual characters with their individual humanity and issues, but then it does break down. Like, well, here's how societies have to work together to
2: function. I didn't even think to mention Gaeta earlier. He's one of my favorite characters. Oh, yeah. I I love the mutiny episode. I was waiting for
0: you to talk about him. I can't believe
2: I didn't bring him up.
0: He has another one of just like crazy character arc.
2: Yeah. yeah. He takes
0: a hard left turn.
2: He was someone like, he's like my anti-chief where I started out. For some reason, I was just like, I like this Gaeta kid. Yeah. And then by the end, he is just gone off the deep end. But I got it. I understood why. Yeah, He, He got... Like Chief, he gets just beat down, and Chief handles it better, and Gaeta doesn't. And, man, the mutiny episodes are just
1: so, so good. Yeah, yeah. Gaeta starts off really as a kid, right? Of, like, I'm pretty much. under-experienced and, and, and trying my best to keep up with everything. Yeah. He, like, he's a little bit in the background in the early seasons, right? He,
2: he's, like, the comms officer, and none of them had ever seen combat. and like, Yeah. Yeah, he, he was just kind of... There and then he's thrust into it, and he's in more episodes than not, I think. Uh,
0: but he's but... like a very neutral character. He do- he doesn't like confrontation, and he's not like in a lot of the conversations.
2: But he's always, I feel like, trying to make things better. Mm-hmm. He's really I- I- idealistic, and then he-, he just like gets the wrong ideas <laughs> at the end. But when he he does the wrong thing finally, and it still winds up in a roundabout way saving the fleet
0: well he and i
2: love
3: that
0: he like becomes kind of a monster to a lot of people because they think that he stuck by baltar mm-hmm. when the silence silence came and, and took over and then like i think that really messed him up
2: but he was secretly helping the resistance yeah. and the resistance didn't even know who he was and then he almost gets killed for that and, like oh <laughs>
1: yeah. how does he lose his leg Anders? <laughs> Anders shoots. Sportsman
0: and gets it. That, <laughs> that's all actually like Starbucks' fault. Because yeah. Because she's like, I got to find Earth. I have this feeling. And then so they go on a separate mission on this ship. And that's right. they all like start fighting about something. And Anders kind of gets like. He's... Anders
2: is the only one that's willing to protect Starbucks.
0: Yeah. He kind of sees red and shoots. And then everybody like stops fighting. And is like, oh, my gosh. Like... It is an
1: accident. Yeah. Anders didn't mean to shoot him in the leg. <laughs> Just trying to protect angles here. you you both know this show very well. it's very <laughs> impressive uh one of the moments that sticks in my mind is Gata's singing hmm and then I think the I'm paraphrasing but the line is like it's too bad it was such tragedy to discover this beautiful voice or something like that. Oh or yeah, what a sad f- way to yeah, it's commenting did you did you like Gata singing?
2: yeah, and I also like that Barry McCreary, whose music is awesome, yeah. then uses that as Gata's theme. Throughout oh, the rest of it. Like it's wow. in it's in the mutiny and everything. Mm-hmm. But the like his leg
0: The leg itch, I was uh, gonna say you had a cool theory about that.
2: Well he it, it won't stop itching ever since he loses it. And that's all shortly after they figure out that uh they find Earth and it's been nuked and it's you can't live there, so yeah. now they're like, We literally have no hope and nowhere to go. And so everyone's just kinda in a funk not doing what they should be doing and the fleet is in unrest and that's when his leg itches he does the mutiny to try to take control but when he does that it wakes everyone up out of their funk so that they can start to fight again and come back together and then right before he's executed for the mutiny his leg stops itching because he's just saved the fleet but (laughs) now he doesn't get to enjoy that all right so you feel like his leg was like
1: come on man get to work do something (laughs)
2: kind of, it's just a representation of the fleet in general i think okay the, just, the itchiness yeah. is the like unrest. yeah yeah okay the itchiness is that something's wrong and then it stops itching because he fixed it kind of okay yeah mm-hmm. no. just not in the way he meant yeah
1: that's great i thought you for a moment you were saying like he has a leg in- angel <laughs> 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 scratching at him uh final how obsessed are you question if there was a brand new episode of battlestar galactica and you had been invited to the screening but a bear was blocking Uh the door to the theater. Would you try to get around the bear? Well, they are bringing a continuation back. Oh, right. Uh, If we were invited to a
2: screening of the first episode and there was a bear in the way.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) How big of a bear? A big
1: one. But you think you could maybe dodge around. Is it Bear McCreary? (laughs) (laughs) It's not actually Bear. It's an actual bear.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I would probably try to dodge.
1: Well, if you're going, I'm going.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh,
1: those are, you can use those uh, as wedding vows if you yeah. want to give you <laughs> your, your vows. I'd dodge around a bear with you. It, I mean, the spirit, it's a dumb question, but the spirit of it is, would you be so engaged that you would, like, take a little bit of risk? That they,
2: is that... it going
0: to be on Netflix in a week? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> then, yeah, I would take the risk.
2: Okay. <laughs> if it's going to be a while before we see it, then yeah. Yeah, then you need to know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Especially if it's, like, all the original... Cast and it's like gonna be good, (laughs) yeah.
1: Okay, okay. How do you feel about uh, whatever is coming to the because the I think the showrunner's been a little bit ambiguous, right? Of like he said it would be not a reboot but a
2: continuation in the same universe of some sort. Okay, I'm kind of just waiting to hear more. Okay, Uh, I'm not getting my hopes up, but Mm -hmm. I'm optimistic. Okay,
0: I'm pretty skeptical because Capricate came out. Uh, And that was like a prequel series and we didn't, we weren't into that show because I I guess for me I was watching it just wanting it to be Battlestar and I was like I just want to turn this off and watch Battlestar again.
1: (laughs) It's hard to go from something that was with Battlestar so defined on having ridiculously high stakes because it's people in an absolutely desperate situation to here's how we slowly politically (laughs) got into that. It's like it's interesting but it's hard to have that same investment Mm -hmm. right so if the story of of this version of Battlestar Galactica is that we are on a cycle and we have the possibility of breaking out of that cycle where in the cycle would you want this new show to be like what part of all of these complicated relationships between humanity and machinery would you want it maybe we jump into the future this time
2: like it's on Our Earth. Okay. Um, I don't know. but That's kind of a bummer because the hope at the end of season four is that they did break the cycle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that what was left of the Cylons were like, yeah, we can live in peace. We can do this. And I don't know. It it would kind of suck to have that (laughs) undone. Uh, They could jump into the past and do the first Cylon War. That's
0: what I was going to say. Yeah, I I wouldn't mind seeing... The old man in his prime.
1: Didn't they do, like... A, there was a miniseries. A miniseries, web-series.
2: yeah. It, like, it, this is tough, because Battlestar is so much about just the 50,000 people that are left, and yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't, Like you said, with the stakes, I don't know if they can get them to be that high again.
1: Yeah, I can see how, like, taking the, the basic idea and having a different spin on it would be interesting, but I'm, I'm really curious to see, like, how do they do this... You're know, like, is it, where Where did Starbuck go? Yeah. <laughs> is it the Starbuck mystery? I'd watch that. Uh, I ask everyone to make a noise to sum up their obsession. What kind of noise comes out of you when you think of Battlestar Galactica? I was
2: going to do that. Right, so I stole it I was like an, an
1: old man adama tie grumble.
0: I, I was thinking specifically of, oh, Ty's drunk laugh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's pretty good he he always says gods damn it right all of yeah. them do Gods yeah. damn it so good
2: uh
0: they with what did he say caught us with our pants down caught us with our pants down it's Get, in
1: the freaking ship
0: I can't see anything in this soup
1: <laughs> we, we like Ty <laughs> <laughs> he is a quote machine Ty uh I ask everyone to give a rating to their obsession from a, on a scale of one to ten one being the lowest ten being the highest uh Molly where would you put yourself
0: uh Um, I'd say an eight, maybe eight and a half.
1: Okay.
2: I would agree with eight because, I mean, Star Wars is my ten. Indy's probably my nine.
1: So I'll I'll go eight. Okay. Okay. Good. What would happen to make it go higher?
3: Hmm.
2: (laughs) I don't know. I kind of think.
0: Maybe if we went back in time and we were watching it live as it was.
3: Hmm.
2: yeah
0: as it was coming out episode by episode uh,
2: or that, would that have made us dislike the end more
0: i don't know but and there's pros and cons to both ways of watching it but i think the the anticipation of yeah. the next episode what's going to happen you know that might bump it up
1: yeah yeah, it was. It came out, I think, at such a great time to be a bin show. Yeah. It was so good to just swallow as many episodes <laughs> as possible, which I look forward to doing again sometime soon. Uh, we're going to move on to the plug-in section of the show. So where can people find all of your various stuff?
2: On YouTube, we are at Star Wars Explained, and Twitter is at Star Wars Explained with no E-D.
0: And Star Wars Explained on... Facebook and Instagram, and also wherever podcasts are found. Now we have podcast episodes.
1: Nice. And you <laughs> and have other other projects, right?
0: Uh, I'm on Twitter at Molly Damon, and what were you pointing me? That. It's uh, okay.
2: <laughs> like you have a Twitter too. Yeah, nice. yeah, I say things too. Uh, <laughs> and don't you have an Instagram
0: project? Um. Uh, Not really. Okay, just an Instagram. (laughs) It's a lot of pictures of Hilo. Okay,
3: (laughs) excellent. The
1: (laughs) Hilo project, then. I'll think of it as. Uh, Here's some quick plugs for this show, and then we'll do our final questions. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. You can also check out the Star Wars podcast I co-host. That is called Force Center. For info on all my upcoming shows and comedy albums, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com. And you can support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. For info on that, go to patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. All right. Here are just final weird questions. Alex, if someone made a statue of you, what would you want your pose to be? (laughs) That is a weird question.
2: Uh I, probably this, like hand, arms crossed or like in my pockets because that's just how I stand. <laughs> Fair enough. Or maybe slumped over a computer. Yeah, I was going to say just like the most
0: boring uh, plain stance.
1: <laughs> I would really, really like that if you went to a park and like, this is an honest representation of a 21st century human hard <laughs> at work. <laughs> slumped over a computer Just kind of sitting there with bad posture With yeah. <laughs> well, your finger on a mouse uh, Molly, Vaguely angry <laughs> <laughs> Molly for you If you could turn into any animal Anytime you wanted What animal would you want to be able to turn into? Ooh
0: uh, Specifically a red-tailed hawk <laughs> <laughs> Because of I know anim- why, but... Because of the Animorphs uh, Books <laughs>
1: Okay What is the red-tailed hawk character? Tobias and what is, what is Tobias like? Why do you want to be he's, like Tobias?
0: I, I don't know. It's like as a kid I, I loved that character and he's actually stuck in animal form. So he had like a particularly cool storyline. <laughs> plus he had to fly.
1: Okay, so you would be able to turn into what Tobias turns into, but then turn back into a human. Well, in book thirteen, he gains the ability to return back into a human. <laughs> now let's do animorphs obsessed. Yeah. I know nothing about animorphs except for I just saw an angry tweet about it a little while before <laughs> recorded. Uh, it was it was one of those great moments of diving into oh this is a different fandom so I don't recognize the nouns but I recognize the fight. Oh man, that's it funny. was a somebody tweeting an article from the author who had posted a hey fans if you don't like the ending that's your problem because this is the story i always wanted to tell and mm-hmm. the th- this is the reality of war kids <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because i just i don't give a lot of thought to animorphs <laughs> I read it i just saw that uh final question for everyone on the podcast is what is happiness so you you can answer uh, uh alone or together or in unison however you'd like. What is happiness to you both? I think just being with friends and the
2: people that your your family found or biological. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, just doing stuff with people. Like I we get so involved online now, uh that some of my favorite moments are just when I am unplugged and just doing things with friends and i forget that the online world even exists
1: yeah nice
0: i'd say just the ability to binge watch tv shows (laughs) and like movies like we do just because it makes us so happy and it makes us able to do things like this
1: yeah (laughs) awesome do you for you is a part of happiness um finding success is there Do you have moments of pride because the YouTube channel is? I I know there are lots, lots of challenges, but it is very successful. And I know this is kind of a weird thing to say, but you both provide a service to people when they're like, "I love Star Wars, but I really want to remember all the names of the pod racers (laughs) to just know that there is a place to go. It's not going to be mean. It's not going to be nasty, and just." give you information that's hard to track down otherwise do you have a a sense of of pride
2: oh yeah yes enough people especially like at celebration or in person uh will tell us thank you for stuff like that yeah yeah
0: when people will come up to us and say i'm able to watch your content with my kids Mm. oh wow that brings a lot of joy to both of us because i don't know that's that's like like what you said about like happiness is being with friends and family the fact that people can watch this as a family watch us as a family and feel good about it it's pretty cool
1: yeah awesome well thank you so much uh, for doing the podcast and I am so eager to uh, rewatch Battlestar Galactic (laughs) an hour yay let's do it right now (laughs) excellent (laughs) that is our podcast
0: you've been listening to Obsessed Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest rate five stars if you're impressed
2: It's in the frackin' ship!
0: Can't see anything in this soup!
2: Caught us with our pants down!